Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You know what the best preaching? You want to know why I'm, you don't want to, I, I, I really, I really think this. You want to know the best preaching that really cultivated me to be where I am right now and what we're stepping into was preaching to those homeless guys for like, I don't know how many years. It's got to be five, six, and say like homeless men and women, we've got the ministry on the beach side. We do 507 Fifth Avenue. These guys are still running. It's awesome. We'll open up, you know, when this pandemic junk is all done so we could really help some people. But I'll never forget those first sermons. Oh my God. I don't know how you guys made it with me. I'd preach it. And it would go to the back of the wall and hit me in the head. And I was like, oh, my God, there wasn't an amen, a praise the Lord. There nothing in that room, man. And I never forget. And I was like, I would take like a 20-minute offering. <laughs> and the offering was like $2, a tooth, a token. I don't know what was in that bucket. My, they, they, they'll tell you. They went through it. I don't know what was in there. And I said, and I started going, my God in heaven. And people were like looking at me like, what in the world would you take a 20-minute offering in, in, in an atmosphere because I said, how is anybody going to get out of having the position we're in and change it without a seed? And they started working the principles. Some guys turned their life around. It was really cool. But I remember those early days, man, they would look at me with daggers in their eyes. I don't want to hear nothing you're saying. I had to preach through that. So you guys, it's like daycare. This is easy. You know, they, they had like machetes in their hand. Like, we, we don't want to hear no more of this stuff. You be quiet. I had all hecklers. I had a bouncer. Yeah, I had a bouncer. He was bouncing at Froggies. You know, Froggies, don't raise your hand. Everybody live holy, live holy, live holy. Yeah. You know where Froggies is over there on May Street? I had this dude, like 350, big old boy, cats all over. I put him in the front. I said, anybody gets too far out of line, keep ordering this place, man. And he was in there sitting there, okay, pastor. Him and his brother came and see me. I put him in the front row. I had a bouncer. How many of you know, has know a church that had a bouncer for security? I got, we had it. We had a bouncer. No, no, legit. He's like, I work, I work the full shift at Froggy's over the weekend, but I, I could pastor. I'll be here. I was like, praise be to God, be here, because some of these dudes are rough, man, because I can't fight. <laughs> I was like, we're going to have problems. So I put him in there, you know, Joe is the best. Get up. I had hecklers. Shut up. You shut up. Sit down. <laughs> Mike, I needed you, man. Oh, it's great. People mad at me. Mad about everything. Oh, mad about everything. Mad about mad. Ah! <laughs> I was like, who has to deal with this on a Monday, man? I'm thinking, welcome to the ministry. Well, praise be to God. Here we go. So, listen, it was great cultivation. It was great, great opportunity. So, let's say, you ain't, you, sometimes in life, atmosphere tries to not allow you to hear the truth. But I'll never let the atmosphere allow me to tell me what I'm going to tell you. That's why I control the atmosphere. Because I'm going to tell you, the devil don't want you to hear none of this stuff. None of it. I'm smart enough to know that. So I don't allow it to affect the flow of what happens because I know the flow of what's happening is for your benefit. Even though some people don't understand what goes on sometimes, trust me, it's good for you. Because it's kingdom stuff. And people say, I don't understand it. I just, don't worry about what you don't understand. You don't understand a lot of stuff. That's why you bring your car to a mechanic. That's why you go to a doctor. That's why I pray to God some of you don't go building stuff you don't know how to build. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't invest your money. You're like, oh, praise God, I'm just going to put it in this. No, you get advice. So this is spiritual advice. 
That's why you got you got sometimes in life you go like this. You know, you're hey, wait a minute, I need to hear that. I might not like it. You know, when I went to the doctor one time, he's like, hey, you're getting a little fluffy. <laughs> getting a little fluffy. You got to work on the fluff. I said, okay, don't like you, but I'll work on Really don't like you. Went back. He's like, you're still a little fluffy. I said, you know, you're starting to aggravate me. Really starting to aggravate me. I don't like you. I didn't like you. I really don't like you now. The guy I got now, I call him a shoemaker. I go, you're not a doctor. You're a shoemaker. I think you work on shoes and not people because I don't know. The advice you've been giving, why? Because he aggravates me. But his aggravation has caused me to activate. When you go to a financial planner, how many guys like the financial planner? Come on. Put you on a budget, all this stuff. You don't like that. I want to hear this. Counting, right? Hey, crunch numbers. I don't want to crunch numbers. I need more money. Come on, right? You don't like it, but what are you going to do? You learn how to adapt to what's good for you. You guys know this already. Come on. Hey, listen, we've been in this. We've been in this. I want you to look at this. I want you really today to really pull us. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.13. We're going to look at this in the King James, and I really want to pick up where we left off because I think it's really important. Is that okay? Is that all right? Because we talked about something last week we got to carry over. I really feel this. If I'm going to walk in the power of this blessing, then I'm going to have to know some stuff. And today I want you to look at some stuff, okay? 2 Corinthians 4.13, when you go there, you're going to pull this in. I, I want you to start looking at what I'm telling you today because I think it's going to help you. Because if the blessing of God, the promises of God, everything God's got for you, it's going to take faith to get this thing rolling. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, they believed, I believed, and therefore I have what? Spoken. Okay? So the spirit of faith believes and speaks. The spirit of faith believes and speaks what's been written. Now write that down because you're going to need this stuff. The spirit of faith believes and speaks only what's been written. So when you start speaking stuff that hasn't been written, you're outside of faith. Okay, now that sounds wild, but it's true. You understand that? See this? We having the same spirit of faith. What same spirit of faith is that? Like the guys before us had. According as it is written, I believe, you believe what is written, therefore you speak. We also what? Believe and therefore speak. Very important. He's showing you how faith works. Now here's the test of time. You can't speak what you want to speak. You got to only speak what has been written. Now you go, well, I don't know what's been written. I understand. So kind of like some stuff you don't know, just filter it through love. Not your love, but God's love. Is that okay? Like the God love stuff. Look at it and go, hey, God's love. You know what I'm saying? You're pulling this in. See, now what are you speaking? Well, I'm just saying most of us are speaking what we're seeing. And you got to change that. Because if you only speak what you see, we got problems. Okay. We also what? Now we'll keep going. Watch this. We're going to see this. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us also up by Jesus and shall present us with you. Wonderful. 15. Here we go. For what? For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through thanksgiving of many, what? Bring the glory to God. It's going to be a harmony of heaven. Great. 16. Here we go. Pull this in. Just keep reading. For which cause we faint not. Now circle that understanding. What do you mean we faint not? We don't quit. Because the outward man's going through some stuff, the inward man is ruling and reigning each and every day. Does that make sense? So my inward man is becoming renewed each and every day. Now the outward man is perishing. Now watch this. We faint not. Now that faint not means don't quit. Don't quit. 
Bible believe it says this, if you do not faint, you will reap. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. Just don't faint. Just don't quit. Just don't quit. Whatever you do, don't quit. Don't stop. He said what? He said, if you faint, what happens? He said, your outward man is going through junk. Everybody reads the scripture like this. My outward man is perishing, but my inward man is being renewed. So are you going to faint because you're just getting old? No. You're going to faint because you got opposition. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, your outward man is, your outward man, yeah, everybody's getting older. What are you going to do? But guess what? That don't stop you from what? Living life. Come on, why would you faint? Because these are opposition after opposition after, how many get tired of opposition? How many are getting tired of, of press after press after press? We understand. Watch, we don't faint, but what? Our outward man is being, oh, watch. watch verse 17. He explains it even better. Keep going. For our light affliction. Now he starts talking about the affliction you got to go through. Isn't that Mark chapter 4? Affliction, persecution, care of the world, lust of other things, deceitfulness, these press against the word. Are you understanding that? I mean, like, these are the things that make you want to quit because why am I doing the right thing and it looks like the wrong thing's happening? Come on, right? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. Okay, we understand. Woo, we're in the Jesus side. We're going to see the glory. Yay, yay, yay. But I got to walk through, it seems like a nightmare to get to the glory. How am I going to make it? I'm showing you how. Look at verse 18. Here we go. While we look not at the things which are seen. Underline it. Underline it. He says, don't look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, stay right there. That's a weird, that's weird talking. Like, you know what I mean, ain't it? So this is what I want you to kind of pull in, and I want you to get this, all right? Okay? He says this. He says, look at this. So this is what I want you to see. Now, I'm going to give you some stuff, right? Now, church, this is for you. I'm going to give you the highlights now, because I say this stuff, and sometimes I'll be like, what is, he, what is he talking about? What is he trying to say? Am I not spiritually there? You're there. This is what you need to see. Okay? Here we go. Ready? Point number one, write it down however it comes in your head. I'm cool with it. He tells you not to look at seen things. The church has been telling you seen things aren't real. That's ridiculous. Seen things are real. Here's the problem with this process. Now I'm going to go slow because you really, I know what I'm doing. Just trust me. They tell you, oh no, it's not really there. And you think, oh, okay. So it's not really there. Then why is it going on? And the church lives in this great place of denial with people like, don't accept it because if you accept it, now you take ownership of it. Come on, stop. What do you mean ownership? It's already there. And what happens is, this is the problem. Now I'm going to show you where it jacked up the church. Man, I'm telling you this is good. You think, well, I got faith, so my stuff should just change. Because if it's still there, I guess my faith ain't really good. So we quit on the faith we did have because nothing's changing with the temporal junk I'm looking at. I got to go real slow. I get excited now. Slow me down. So, thank you, Mr. I'm coming over here. <laughs> slow me down. I, want, I don't care. I'll sit on the chair over here. I'll sit right in this chair. I didn't come to be cute. I didn't come to be some pulpiteer puppet. I'll sit down with you and go, do you understand what I'm saying? We can pull this. I'm tired of people. You know, I wrote, I wrote a book, Obtainable. I'll give you the book about faith because I traveled the world watching people 
who thought they were in faith, expecting time to change their situation. And I knew they didn't have enough faith to change their situation. And it frustrated me. And I think they were just living off of what they were seeing and hearing. And I go, something's got to be more than this. What are we doing? And I'm not blaming any preach, anybody. I'm just saying, how do we really help? You want to help people or you want to jerk around? Because I don't want to jerk around. I ain't got enough time. You know, you don't got to be up here like screaming and yelling about something. And we run out the room and don't know why we're screaming and yelling. So let's just get this. And I really want you to get it. I'm going to go real slow. Pop that back up there, please. Thanks. You're doing great. Look not at the things which are seen. So what's that mean? There's a lot of things that are seen that he tells us to ignore. Write that down. He said, ignore it. He said, don't look at it. If you go, hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. And you say, stop looking at that. Well, then I do. I'm ignoring it. I'm looking at something else. He says, ignore it. Now, that's a lot. Now, watch this, guys. Look at me. Come on. That's the voices in your head. Ignore them. Everything that deals with your senses, ignore it. And replace it with the things you should be focused on. They come from the word of God. So I got to go to the word of God and find this stuff. Now watch why. Because all this stuff coming in your head isn't from God. All Because the, they're things. Now let me show you. Now here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying everything you see came from God. But the things you see are real. And we could change them with faith. Is that okay? You see what I'm saying? But what do we do? Well, you know, we try to live in this place of like this denial thing. So watch what happens, right? We get in faith. We tell you the stuff that's there isn't real. You feel like, oh, great. You hold on to your faith. And then the temporal thing doesn't change. So what do you think? Well, I guess my faith doesn't work because the thing that's staring me in the face that's not supposed to be real is not really great. I'm not, this is not a downer sermon. You understand what I'm trying to say? This is reality to help you live life. You go, well, guess what? If this was being taken care of, why does it look like it's worse than better? So is my faith even working? Because the things I see should change. And because my faith is not changing the things I see, maybe my faith isn't good enough. And what do we do? We stop and abandon the faith we released and now for what do we do? We start the process all over again, hoping there's some magic way of pulling this off. There is none. You got to get in faith and outlast the stuff you see that's temporal. Because once you allow yourself to stay in that place of faith, you will outlast the temporal things that are coming against you. And here's the tool of the enemy. He wants you just to focus on the temporal and go, well, if your faith's any good, why ain't it changing your situation? If your faith is any good, why ain't it changing your circumstance? If your faith is any good, and you're why ain't it? And that's what Jesus was trying to get us to understand, was that he was the master of understanding this, that every time you're in faith, the temporal situations around you are going to scream at your senses to try to make you think your faith isn't working. Because we live in a sense realm. Now, look, I love this. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, man, that's going to put you in a dimension of talking that most people you know ain't at. Now, let's stay here for a minute. What do you mean? Well, who in the world do you know talks in a different realm around you? They almost aggravate you if you're really honest about it. 
Because they don't live in reality. You know what I'm saying? To a natural-minded person, they're cuckoo. You got an ant like that somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Some of you got, who got that relative in the house? You know, you, you, who's got that one? You got one? You got one? They, yeah, you got one? You got one? Yeah, you got one. You call her up when you need real prayer. Not play prayer. You don't call her up normal because she ain't normal. She's abnormal. But when you need like a miracle, you know, you call up sister so-and-so, and like you ain't even on the phone. They got, oh, the blood of Jesus. They got it all figured out before you even call. You don't hang out with them normally because they live in a different world. They, they, they pray and intercede everywhere they go. They're in the middle of Walmart and aisle seven. They could care less. They got hands in the air. They're praying in tongues everywhere they go. Come on, come, stop playing like you cherry people ain't Pentecostal. I know all of you, and I know ones I don't know you got one. You know, you're like, what do you mean? Sister so-and-so got her hands in the air. You know what I'm saying? You don't even pick up the phone. She's like, glory to God, hallelujah. She's shouting in tongues before you even start. You know what I'm talking about? You got one? I love them. God bless them, right? You know what I'm talking about? You call Auntie up. Hey, Auntie, what's up? She's like, glory, hallelujah. She in tongues before you even start. You're like, the blood of Jesus, he's a miracle. Well, can he do it? Won't he do it? Come on, somebody, right? And you're like, you call up when you need prayer. You ain't hanging out. They live in a different world. They don't, you got one. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, listen, I'm not saying you got to be abnormal, but you got to start seeing things different than everybody else is seeing it, and you're not weird when you start seeing it like God told you to see it. Now, let me pull that in. It's good stuff. Watch it. That's what Caleb and Joshua did. Caleb and Joshua are crazy to everybody else in the group. What do you see? I see giants. I see walled cities. I see problems. Caleb and Joshua goes, we see the same thing, but guess what? We choose to ignore it. And what we see, what was written, there's a land flowing with milk and honey behind that thing, and if we can get in, we can have it. Now, these guys ain't spiritual slouches because a lot of people don't realize those spies, they weren't just normal people. They were the best leaders of the day from the tribe of where they came from. So these dudes weren't spiritual schleps. These guys were spiritual guys. And the spiritual guys that went couldn't see what Caleb and Joshua saw. So that goes to show me not everybody's going to see this thing. And when you start living this life, you're going to learn real quick, not a lot of people thinking like you thinking, not a lot of people talking like you talking, and not a lot of people walking where you're walking. And you start realizing that if I'm going to go all in, I got to get all in this thing because everything in your senses is going to try to take your attention and make you focus on what you shouldn't be looking at. Now, there you go. Write that down. So you got a messed up marriage, right? Okay. What are you looking at? Just how messed up the marriage is. You got messed up finances. What are you looking at? Just how messed up the finances are. You got a messed up doctor report. What are you looking at? Just what the doctor said. You got a messed up this. Whatever doesn't look like it's working like the gospel is trying to steal your attention in the realm of the sense. It wants your mind on it. It wants your eyes on it. It wants your mouth on it. It wants your ear on it. It wants your tongue on it, man. It keeps talking about it. Talk about it. That's all we talk about. Talk about it. Talk. All we talk about it. All we talk about. All we talk about. All we talk about. Are we going to talk about something else? Can we ignore this mess? And then here's what's going to come. Husbands and wives, you better hang on. Husbands, you're about ready to get in trouble. It's coming. Well, didn't we pray about that? You better duck. Because she's going to be like, I know we prayed about it, but. No, you got to stand your ground, man. That's why you guys got to get in place. There's a lot of you guys got to get in place. Because you expecting her to take the spiritual spot you're supposed to have. You better take your spiritual spot and say, hey, we agreed, we prayed, it's laid out. Now, let's go. You want to talk about something? Let's not talk about that. 
Let's just praise God about that because that's been taken care of. You see what I'm saying? That's the problem. I'm telling you because we're going to worry about it because what you're going to get labeled is insensitive. You're insensitive. Faith people are insensitive. I yelled at somebody the other day. You don't know who they are. Some of you do, but it don't make no difference. I said, that's your fault, not mine. They looked at me like, who in the world are you? I said, that's your fault, not mine. And they looked at me like, okay. And they said, you're right. I said, I know. I wouldn't say it if I didn't think I was. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes there's no feelings in this thing. When you start, now I'm not saying you got to be a rude jerk. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go like this, though. You got to lift it up where you go, did we pray about it? Then let's stop talking about it and thank God for it. We ain't going to mind deal with it. We ain't going to meditate on it. We're not going to get mad about it. We're not going to argue about it. We're just going to think God's got it, and we're going to say, God, it's yours, and we're going to thank God for what he did, and it'll cut out the strife in your life. I promise you it will. Because a lot of you, a lot of you, let me tell you where your strife comes from. A lot of you, the strife that you got in your life is because lack of prayer in your house. Did we give it to God? Then why are we talking about it? Does he got it or you got it? Amen. That's going to go over big at the coffee table at the house. <laughs> Sitting at the house, you know, you're looking over, honey, does God got it or you got it? Yeah. No, be serious. Look, when are you going to start living this thing all the time, man? And that ain't easy. I was thinking about last week. Now, I'm going to show you this. Ready? Now, watch this. This is why it's important. Now, watch. This is what we did last week. Remember, we said, now faith is a substance of things hoped for us, evidence of things not seen. By it, we understand the elders obtained a good report. We understand the world was framed by the word of God. We were in Hebrews 11.1. Don't go there. But watch this. This is why the, the tense, past tense, pre, pre, pre-tense, future tense, 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 present tense. You with me? Why is this so important? Why well, I believed I received when I prayed. Watch what it does. Once it starts working on your emotions, where is it? What's going on? What's it look like? What are we doing? We're taking faith back out and going what? I believe I received when I prayed. You're putting pressure on faith for faith to produce. Now watch this. Up until this point, guess what you did with faith? You probably released it once then forgot about it. You better get me. I just saved 20 years of your life. I'm going to go real slow. I'm going to show you what we were doing before. We walked in, and we prayed these prayers, and we said, okay, got it. God's got it. Something's going to happen with it. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. I can't even figure it out. We don't even know what faith is. Faith in Hebrews 11:6 is the only, by, we understand that faith is the only thing that pleases God. He who comes to him must believe that he is and that he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11:6. If we live by faith, walk by faith, we talk by faith, we please God with faith, and we understand we protect ourselves. Ephesians 6, by faith. How come we can't clearly define what it is? How come we don't know we're in it or not? How come it's not easily understandable where we just know, hey, how many people know right now you're in faith? I don't know how to gauge it. I don't know how to judge it. I don't even know where it is. When I first heard about it, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? What is it, some sticky alien-like material that falls out of the sky every once in a while, like dewdrops that fall on someone's head every once in a blue moon? That's not good enough for me. We should be easily able to understand it because it's the only thing that pleases God. I'm supposed to live by faith. I'm supposed to walk by faith. I'm supposed to fight battles by faith. 
I'm supposed to keep myself sane by faith, and I'm supposed to please God with faith, but you in this room can't give me a clear definition of what it is? What are we doing? Bug me, man. So we got to know. It's a belief. It's, come on, man. You guys got my stuff. It's a belief. It's a conviction based upon healing. Faith, fearing, hearing. Faith is simply what you believe. You show me your beliefs, I'll show you your faith. Okay? Now, what do you believe should be based upon the word of God? We can't do all of it, but let me show you what we can do. You should show me your faith by what you believe. God, Jesus used faith and belief interchangeably all throughout the Bible. Great. But watch what we did even though we knew that. We threw it out there and then walked away like everything was done. It wasn't done. And it wasn't done and nothing changed. And you looked at what you released and abandoned it and go, guess it didn't work because I don't see anything changing in my temporal situation. So let me try it again. Let me go to a special meeting where the glory comes out out of the glory spout. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. Let me run around the room. We tried it all. Run around the room, pour oil on yourself. Some of you were drinking the oil for crying out loud. Come on. You did everything you possibly do to get a miracle. Want to know? I got to get a miracle. Go to a special meeting. What do you feel on you, brother? What do you feel on you? All right. Praise God. Go. I want you to go. Go do whatever you got to go do. Spit on me. Kick me. Throw me against the wall, bro. If you can get me a miracle, I'm down. Help me out. Let's work it out. What do I got to do? And everybody like, well, I did it all. I don't know if anything changed. I still look like a temporal. And I said, okay, we're there. We're there. We're there. So wait a minute. So I believed. Well, what you do after you released it? Shh, quiet. Listen, what'd you do after you released it? Nothing. Because you thought it was done. You thought it was done. It wasn't done. It was the beginning. You better hear me. It was the beginning of it. It wasn't the end of it. But because you thought it was the end of it, you just left it. It was just the release of it. It wasn't the finish of it. You believe, but watch this. After you release beliefs and don't see something change, what do you do? You quit on when you believed. You stop. And you abandon it. Because it doesn't look like nothing changed. And we try a different way to get it done. And that doesn't change it. So we're in great company. What do I want you to see? We all did it. Now, what do I want you to know? You can change it. You better get this now. Watch this. Okay, it's cool. All right, chalk it up. We're learning. Here we go. But what happened this week? See, because you were in a test, and I don't think you even realized you were in a test. Some of you released faith about things you believed this week. How many times did you go back and thank him? I got you. See, I, pushed, I produced the assignment, and you didn't produce the work yet, but I'm going to get you there because I love you. How many times did you go back and think about the things you released and thank God I believed I received when I prayed last week? But how many of us did this? We mind dealt with the thing we released last week, and we didn't go to the source of faith to put pressure on the promise. We took the pressure on us and our senses and tried to figure it out. Come on. Let's run around the room. I'm going to help you. Look, come on. Stay with me. How many did this, right? I gave it to God on Sunday, 
And then it started showing up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That thing I gave God. Now, if you weren't here, you don't know what I'm talking about, but some of you will leave this room today. I believed I received when I prayed, and then Tuesday showed up and go, why does your temporal situation not look like it changed? What did you have the choice to do? Abandon or do what? I put the pressure on that joker. I said, hey, you know what I did? Sunday at 11.56, I released my faith. I believed. I had to teach myself. I believe I received. And I thank you, God. I believed I received when I prayed. Was that the first action that came out of your mouth? Nope. We were training ourselves. The first action came out of your mouth was, your head was like, what are we going to do? How is it going to work out? Some of you even said stuff you shouldn't have said and thought about it said, I better get that back under the blood. I don't need to be saying that because the faith I need to be leasing is connected to the promise I've been believing. Are you seeing it? So watch this. How many of you got open projects running with God? May, May, May 23rd, May 25th, 1106, I released my faith. May 4th, 1106, I released my faith. How many got, write them in a book for crying out loud. Go back, I believed I received that. I believed I received that. I believed I received that. Stop looking at the things you see and start looking at the things you believe. Are you seeing it? And it's training us to go what? Now watch this. Let me show you something. How many of you believe God for something? Everybody in this room's hand. How many of you believe God for something but then let it go? Don't raise your hand. Because we didn't know how to connect the dots. To connect the dot is, well, I I believed I received when I prayed. Well, where is it? Let me show you something here. Go to Mark chapter 4. I didn't like that word temporal. I didn't like it. It bothered me. Something was on it, so I ran with it. Look at Mark chapter 4. I think I don't know wherever I started, Mark 4, whatever. I'm showing you this. I didn't like it. Okay, and I didn't know why I didn't like it, but then I found out why I didn't like it. In Mark chapter 4, I think we're over there. We might have been at the Sower Shows, the word early. I don't think we were 14. We might have been, but yeah, 14. Good, look at this. You guys okay? Are you guys all right? Are you pulling this in? Did you pull this in? Did you see what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying, right? Because look, I don't want you to feel bad. Don't feel bad. Now, here's the thing. Don't feel bad because we didn't know. Is that cool? What I know, I'm just going on what I, what, I, what I think, how to do this stuff. How do I know? But now we got something here. Don't look at the things you see because th- who's living life not looking at the things they see? Everybody we look at, everybody we know, all they're talking about is what is seen. How many people you know talk in a different dimension of what has not been seen? Come on, you see this thing? It's okay. It's normal to feel like this, man. I feel, I've been doing it wrong. Join the club. I've been doing it wrong too. How many of you chasing it down going, oh, I got it, because this is what we did. We believed it. We thought we got it, and now we're waiting for time to change it. (sighs) How many times did you wait for time to change something, and it do nothing? Huh? How many times did you wait for time to do something, and it do nothing? You want to talk about it? too long because time doesn't change nothing faith does faith changes time so now but here's the problem watch this how do i know i'm in faith great question because if we can't quantify it how do we know we're operating in it so what is it Shh. okay do you understand me i don't know if i'm in it 
If I don't know many, how do I know it's working on my behalf? And now we're stuck in this thing of being totally unknown. No change to temporal situations. Looking for help, looking for hope, and feeling like we can't find none of it. And then we're going to go to another meeting. It's going to change my life. It change nothing. So, we got to stop. We got to reevaluate it. And we got to position it. This is, this is the language God likes. That's why he shows up. So now we go, wait a minute. I see what you're saying. I got it released, but after I released, I thought it was finished. Beliefs released are not finished until they materialize in the seen realm. And faith works in an unseen realm. So what happens after you release faith and don't go back to it? All you live is in temporal, and temporal doesn't produce enough choice to make you change. So you're looking at natural going, guess it ain't working. And what do we do with those faith? You got to get this. What do we do with those faith releasers? We quit on them. We did not have faith. We abandoned the faith we released. Because we looked at circumstances in temporal to tell us whether it was changing or not. And we decided to forget it. I guess it didn't work. And that's why we keep praying the same prayers over and over, expecting to get different results. Every prayer you prayed more than once, you prayed in unbelief. So we're the big boy. Bro, I told you change the name of the church. Champions train here, bro. It's where eagle soars and champions gather. I didn't come to play. Come patty cake, play games. I come to get results. I got one enemy in the earth. It ain't people. It's the devil. He, I hate him. He hates me. It's a fair fight. I ain't got no problem with him. He got a problem with me. Look, I'm telling you now, we got to get this thing right. So what happens is when you get to this place and not looking at temple, here's your, when your faith gets released and we keep you in this place, I believe I received when I prayed. Because here's the problem. When you think you got it, what did you do? You took the pressure of faith off of it. You took the pressure of faith off it. Faith is a belief. Belief. And guess what happens after it's been released? I got to thank God. Look, at, you want to see, look, let me read this and then we'll read Romans chapter 4. Because it's a matter of time. You got to see this thing, right? You pulling this in? Because I went over the same thing six times to get you to see it. And I know you got it now. Are you cool with that? Yeah, that's what happened. I believed all that. Looked at stuff. Stuff didn't change. Nothing happened. I quit on that thing. Forget it. I abandoned it. Not no more. The sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. Come on, here we go. Where what? Where the word of God is sown. Mark chapter 4 is the whole Bible. You figure out Mark chapter 4, you figure out the whole thing. You want to go home and give yourself an assignment? Read Mark chapter 4. It's the principle of the seed. These are they by the wayside. What does he mean? He said this. He said the word of God is being preached. He said the sower sows the word. So I'm preaching the word. Guess what? My mouth is the seed. Your heart is the soil. And what you do, what the seed is up to you. Don't go blaming the soil, like, messed up, like, oh, the soil's messed up. No, 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 no. Don't go blaming the seed. It's messed up. No, 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 no. The seed will go into the soil. That's why the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. When the word of God is sown, it's in the heart. It's not in your head. Mark chapter 4 is all about this. This is not sense governed. Do you understand this? So this is what people think. Well, you know, the seed, you hear the word, and then you intellectually figure it out. 
and then you receive it. Now, the word of God is sown in the heart. So when you hear the word of God, it goes in your heart. If you reject what you hear, faith disappears. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As fast as you hear is as fast as faith comes. As fast as you reject what you hear is as fast as faith goes. So you can hear, 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 hear. You ain't stacking it like dominoes until you hit some magic meter. We don't have time for that. You understand what I'm saying? Faith, you, you hear it, you accept it, we go with it. Now you got to hang on. But here's what he was saying. Just like 2 Corinthians, affliction, pressure. Persecution, pressure. Care of the world, pressure. Lust of other things, pressure. Deceitfulness of riches, pressure. It's all coming to choke the word. It doesn't want you to hang on to what you hear. So temporal is screaming the minute you receive it to go, give it up. Give it up. Quit on it. Quit on it. You can't quit on it. Don't you quit on it. See what I'm saying? You can't. I'll show you. These are by the wayside. Where the word of God is sown. They've heard it. Satan comes immediately and takes away what was sown in their heart. That's a tough one. Because your heart is your spirit. So how does Satan come and steal what you hear in your ear and goes in your heart? He doesn't steal it. You reject it. He takes what you reject. He, he, he don't steal it. He just takes what you reject. What you refuse to accept, the enemy will steal. That's a lot, but I got to give it to you because I'm reading it. So you hear it and go, how in the world is that? He'll take it. He'll, he'll take what you reject. He can't steal what you keep. Now you can let go of it all through the process, though. Well, now it's too hard. So don't, don't just stay with me. Immediately takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Okay, I'm, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. These are they likewise are sown on Sunday ground when they've heard the word of God. Immediately they receive with gladness, but at no root in themselves, endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Okay, now remember this. Why do you go? You could leave 17 up. Why do you go through pressure? Only one reason the word. Every fight you got's a word fight. You ain't special. You ain't super anointed. You ain't, stop all that nonsense. The minute you got the word, the battle begins. I got one, right? The minute the word of God comes out of your mouth, your battle starts. You better get that. Everybody, wait, this is cute. No, this ain't cute. This is a fight. It's the fight of faith. The minute the word of God comes out of your mouth, the battle begins. Come on. You see this? You like this? Now, get this down. Same word temporal is same word this. Now, you better get this. Endures for but a moment or for a time. That same word time is the same word temporal. Now, did you get that? Look not at the things because they're temporal. Same word, same Greek word is time is temporal. And I thought about it. I said, I got that little joker on the run. Boy, I got the devil on the run today, right? What's that mean? Time is temporal. He said, look not at the things that are temporal because they're on a time clock, and so is the enemy. He's just trying to outlast you in time, but he can't. Well, I got him. Look, look, look. Look, as long as you don't let go of faith, you got him. But we didn't know we were in faith, and we didn't know how to stay in faith, so we left faith all over the place. You're done today. You got this thing. Watch. Here's the thing. It's on a time. Temporal means subject to change, but temporal means only for a period of time. 
But the word of God is not here for a period of time. It's here forever. My words are the same yesterday, today, and forever. My word is eternal. Once you show up with eternal word, time means nothing because it's not trapped in time. It's eternal. The only thing that's in time is the temporal situation you're looking at. And if you show up with faith, you can overcome the temporal stuff you're looking at. But you can't let go of what you got. Now watch this. Woo! Yeah. You better pull this in. You see that? Yeah. You writing too quick? You want me to slow down? I don't care. I got time. I ain't going nowhere. Did you get this? Now, yeah, if I'm going too quick, catch me. You see what I'm saying? Now catch this. Because I told you I'm not here to be cute. I want you to get this. So what happens is, oh, I get it. The thing I'm looking at is on the time clock. And as long as I could stay in faith long enough to outlast it, it will change and be what faith said it is as long as somebody's standing there with faith. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. That's what Romans 4 was talking about. God who quickened it to dead. See, God who quickened it to dead and called those things that be not as though they were. What do you mean God who quickened it to dead and called? Now, God's calling everything that be not as though it were. So what do you got to start doing? You got to start calling things into existence that look different than the things you see. They're in a different dimension. You got to call them in. See, faith calls them in. Where are they? How in the world do I know? Heaven, I don't know where they are. They ain't where I need them to be. So until they show up, I'm just going to call them. Let, them. let God go find them. See, you calling yourself sick, you ain't sick. You calling yourself broke, you ain't broke. But the bank said I'm broke. Don't look at the temporal thing. Look at the eternal thing and say what God said. But the doctor said I'm sick. Great doc, whatever. Great, yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. But guess what? I got buddy doctor, right? That's great. Hallelujah. I mean, we had Yolanda and Delay here. They were the best doctors around. I call her in Australia, right? I said, what's up with me, right? They're doctors. I said, thank you, doctor. Yay, 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 yay. Love you. You're awesome. But guess what? I, that's a great idea. But what's the Bible say about it? Come on, somebody, right? I know what the temporal says, but that's subject to change. I know what the finances say, but it's subject to change. I know what the divorce guy said, but it's subject to change. I know what that guy at the drug treatment center said. That's subject to you addicted. I'm not going to look addicted right now, but I got news here. That's subject to change, baby. I'm not done. My faith's still working. I didn't leave the process yet. Leave me in the process. And then here comes three days later, and you're like, what do I do? Now your mind's freaking out. That's what Jesus did. Jesus did it with Peter. Jesus out there walking on the waves, doing his thing. Everything's going crazy. Peter gets out there. Now watch this. It was crazy. Now I know you're going to say this. You might say this different, but I don't see it like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't care. It was crazy when Jesus got out on the water. I think it was crazy when Peter stepped out of the boat. But then all of a sudden he said, and then the wind and the waves became boisterous. Question just maybe. Maybe it was boisterous all the while they got out on the water, but Peter didn't notice it until he took his focus off of what he should have been looking on. Because the Bible says when Jesus Went back in the boat. Peter fell in the lake. He picked him up. But it says when Jesus went back in the boat, everything went calm. So was it rough the minute Jesus stepped out on water? Then it had to be rough the minute Peter walked out on water. 
Just when Peter was looking at Jesus and his focus was where it was, he didn't notice nothing. Until he got out in the middle and got a little waffly in what he thought and said, hey, I see the wind. Sense. I feel the waves. Sense. All these senses started screaming when he was in faith and said, get back in the boat. Jesus picked him up and said, why ain't you got no faith, boy? Get back in the boat. And Jesus is gliding on top of the waves, walking like strutting. He's strutting like, you know, hey, I'm used to this by now. I've been out here in the supernatural. Guys, listen, what am I trying to say? The minute you step out on this, stop buying the lie. It's going to be easy. Nothing's going to get moving until you step out. And the minute you step out in faith, every Everything around you in fear is going to stop saying, cut it out. Get back in the boat. Quit. Stop. Go home. This ain't for you. This for somebody else. What are you doing? And you think, oh, I thought there was going to be a parade when I stepped out on the word of God. Oh, no, 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 no. There ain't no parade. There's going to be a fight trying to get you to quit, trying to get you to pack it in, trying to get you to stop, trying to get you to quit. All right, but I got news for you. What are you going to do? I'm going to go back to what? What if Peter would have went? I believed I received when I stepped out of the boat that I can walk on water. That joker still be walking on water right now. He walk across the Atlantic and come pick us up for church. <laughs> I believed I received when I prayed. Now I know it's a little bit of a kind of like a a a, a picture. And this is the only thing I want you to catch today, and you can go home because I want I want you to do this. How many times did we just go pray some? Walk away. Expect time to change it, and nothing changed. That's not failure. That's learning. Okay. Where, 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 do I, where am I putting you what I believe to receive when I prayed? Tomorrow, when you get up and nobody's around, and the questions come to your head, where is it? Your mouth's going to go, I don't need to look at the things I see. Because the things I see don't mean nothing to me no more. I don't put my focus there. I believed I received when I prayed. And I thank you, God, that that ability I released then is the same ability working for me right now. Thank you. Three days later, four days later, five days later, doesn't look like it's, don't, I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what I believe. And I believed I received when I prayed. I believed I received when I prayed. And guess what you're doing? You're putting the force of faith to work from where it's been released. You want to see it? You want to see it? Go to Romans 4, 17. I'll show you how Abraham did it. He's the father of faith. You know, what was the difference between Abraham faith and Thomas faith? Thomas faith had to see it to believe it. I don't believe none of this junk. What do you mean you guys were here? Jesus walked through the walls. He said, let me tell you what. He said, Jesus coming around there. He's alive. He said, you tell Jesus. He's sitting right there. I don't believe what you guys said. He said, tell him until he takes his finger. Stick, I stick my hand in the nail print of his hands and I thrust my hand into his side. I don't believe nothing. He said, okay. Eight days later, Jesus come walking through the wall. Here I am. He said, do me a favor, Thomas. He said, do what? He said, take your hand, reach hither thy side. Take your finger, put a nail press. He said, don't be faithless, but be believing. He had to see it to believe it kind of faith don't work. That ain't faith. That was Thomas' faith. What was Abraham's faith? I believe. As it is written, I made thee the father of many nations. Before him, he even believed. Even God who quickened the dead called those things which be not as though they were. Wait a minute, stop. Calls those what? Things. Things which be not. He said the things you see, temporal, the things that be not, you can call into existence. Woo! You're going to start working your mouth on this. Watch this. Here we go. Watch, right? Look at verse 18. Here we go. Who against hope, how many things got some stuff that looks like it's against hope? You in good company, you with Abraham. 
against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was from what? Spoken. So what was Abraham speaking? What's been spoken? What was Abraham speaking? What had been spoken? What had Abraham been speaking? What had been spoken? What was Abraham speaking? What had been spoken? What's he been speaking? What was spoken for, all, for his life? What have you been speaking? You should only be speaking what's been spoken about you. That's what the Bible says. Why well, says that what? That according to that which was spoken, so shall I see being, being not weak and afraid. That's it, right? That's good. Watch this next one. Oh, you better get this. Not being weak in faith, considering now his own body dead, nor her deadness of her Sarah's womb. See that right there? So weak faith starts caught considering, contemplating situations, mind dealing, sensual. Well, you know, if this is working, how's it? Yeah, well, you know, if it's good. Neither yet the dead, he what? Being now weak in faith, considered not her womb being dead and him being dead. But watch 20. 20 is the game changer. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. See that right there? How you stay strong in faith? You give God glory. Thank him. That's what this thing does. I believe I received. Go back. Thank you, God. I believe I received when I prayed. I'm giving him glory. I'm giving him glory. I'm giving because what happens if the further away my mind gets from that promise, the weaker my faith becomes in the earth. That's why you got to get your mouth back there. Your mouth, your mouth activates that promise from when it was released and reactivates the potential of it coming to pass in your natural life while you're standing your ground. It pulls you back to when it's been released and puts pressure on it to produce. So you just keep thanking God for the dream. And when your mind starts saying, I can't do it, you just thank him out of your mouth. When your things don't look right, out of your mouth. Stuff don't feel right, out of your mouth. Thank you, God, I believe there's she when I prayed. Thank you, God, I've received. Thank you, God, it's working. Thank you, God, it's working in my body. Thank you, God, it's working in my marriage. Thank you, God, it's working. That's how you do it. You better do it. Yeah, because everybody, everybody, who can't rejoice after it shows up? That's easy. Rookies can do that. You got to praise God like it's here before it shows up. You'll get so good at this, it's going to sound bad, but I don't really care. It's good. It's true. That when the real thing shows up, you'll be like, I already got it. I'm on to the next thing. I was getting weird like that. They were getting nervous around here. They're like, you're not even excited about this. I said, I was excited when we conceived it. Once it was conceived, I was done with it. I'm on to the next thing. Like, we were going to go do something. Some TV thing was supposed to happen one time, and we believed for something to happen, and it happened, and we went there. I said, I'm kind of bored. And they're like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I'm on to the next six projects. Once it shows up, my fate's off of it. I'm on to the next thing. I don't live in, like, once it's, oh, yeah, it's here. No, it's done. Now we're on to the next thing. So it was just as real to me the day we saw it as the day you did it. You better hear what I just said. It was just as real to me the day we saw it as it was the day you did it. You start living life like that, you're a different breed, man. I found it in that word. I released my faith. It was just as real to me that moment I prayed that when he showed up and I touched him with my hand. You're going to start living in a dimension that's beyond normal people. And that don't, that's, not, that's good stuff. You understand? You ain't going to be weird. And don't share all this stuff with everybody. They don't understand you. Just nod your head and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And don't be mean because you're going to get smarter than a lot of your friends. And you can get almost arrogant if you're not careful. Like, 
you know, you're going to be like, you know, not in a mean way. You know, like, they don't know nothing. They don't, they, they know where they're at. Be kind. But you learning stuff now that's making you dangerous. You can be on the job talking stuff. People are going to be like, what's wrong with this dude? Man, I got guys there in this secular world talking so weird that other people around them just don't get them. I said, I told you guys, hush your mouth. I told them in the boardroom, in the one joint. I said, you better go do this in the room. Don't you do this in the lobby. These people will not understand you. I got these, got these cats praying in tongues. I said, go in that little room with your all tongues out. Get in there, get in the Holy Ghost. They look at me like, what are you, crazy? I said, you want material from another world that can help you anoint your mind? Or you want to be a normal dude? No, I need it. Go in there. This is a different dimension, man. But here's the thing. Yeah, let me say this. You're going to like this. And then I'm going to let you go. Would you rather not know what to do and live the rest of your life trying to figure it out? No, seriously, I want you to ask yourself this. Would you rather, how, how much does God love you that he lets you even hear this stuff? That's got me, no, that's got me, that's got me, that got me messed up. How much does God love me and you that he would even reveal this to us? Mysteries of the kingdom. Well, let me ask, now this, you ain't going to like this, but you'll get over it. How ignorant are you to refuse it because you want to be like everybody else? I told my kid that. I said, you want to be ignorant and act like all your friends that don't know nothing? That's on you, bro. But I said, how much more should you cherish what God has given you? I told all of them that. How good, you know, like, we're going to run away. I was like, how, man, I didn't know none of this stuff. How good is God? How good is God to reveal this to you? Any good? That make you be like, man, pff, I get new friends. I got new friends. I'll deal with it. And no, that's not mean. Please understand me. Look, if you can't roll, look, if you can't roll with me, I ain't changing my role to go roll with them. That's it, man. That ain't you. You know what I'm talking about in here, guys. How ignorant would I be to reject the message that God's given us and know the truth and not do it because I want to be like everybody else? Well, I'm there. I want to be like God. Live in God company. God will elevate you to a new place. The Bible says if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he'll lift you up. I don't know what God's got for you. Whatever he's got for you, we need it. Amen. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. That's a lot of word. Now apply it. So this is your week. Ready? Here's your week. You ready for this? You're going to leave here. You got some of those promises laid out. I want you to go back to that set point of release. Is that all right? You're going to get here. And you think, oh, man, what's going on myself? I believe they're receiving a prayer. You go back to it. Amen? And just lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes, and Pastor Liz will lead you, lead you to pray. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to re refresh those released beliefs, those places you released your belief. I want you to go back and refresh that. Just right now, I just want you to say this out loud. If there's a place where you release your faith, I just want you to thank God. Right now, out of your mouth, say, Father... I remember the prayers I prayed, the faith I released. I thank you. I believe I receive them. Quicken them again. Make them alive again. Ignite them again. I activate them with the words of my mouth. I believe I received when I prayed. 
And each and every day, for the rest of my life, I'm going to thank you. And when I start to mind deal, worry, fear, fret, I'm going to go back to the promise of God and believe I receive. When I prayed, I'm going to go back to this moment right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Yeah. Mm. You know, we talk about believing that we receive. And the greatest thing that you can receive is the gift of having Jesus. Amen. Amen. And there might be some of you in here today that you've never made the decision to make Jesus the Lord in your life. But I want to tell you that he loves you. He loves you in spite of yourself. He yes. Loves you in spite of your failures. He loves you. Hallelujah. He loves you. He mm. life for you. And if you say that to me today, I want to make the decision to make him the Lord of my life. Mm. I want to help you do that this morning. It's the greatest decision you could ever make to make him your Lord and your Savior. So if that's you right now, whether you've done it, maybe you say, I, I, I asked him into my life a long time ago, but I'm not living for him. And mm. today I want to come back. Or maybe it's your first time. Would you just lift your hand up all over this building? With Thank, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say that to me today. Yes. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to make him my Lord and my Savior. Thank you so much. Put Thank you. you. Put your hands down. But I want everyone in this place, maybe you're watching online, Right where you're at. Yes. I want everyone to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I believe. I believe. That you're the Son of God. You're the Son of God. That you gave your life for me. You gave your life for me. And right now. Right now. I receive. I receive. The gift of salvation. The gift of salvation. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. And be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me. And I'll live for you. Live for you. From this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on and rejoice this morning. Well, praise the Lord. Well, we got hey, we got a special day here. A lot of you know it's Pastor Liz's birthday this week, so we all we're all gonna sing. So I'm gonna need all the help I can get. I ain't I ain't lying in the house of the Lord, but you look good. Hallelujah. Ready? Happy birthday. Come on, help me, man. I can't sing. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, Liz. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Here's the three minions. Amen. Uh, hey, listen, there's candy in the lobby. Grab one of those candies. Good God knows I don't want to be eating them all week long. But we celebrate her. She's such a blessing. I'll tell you what, what's really cool is that, you know what? Okay, go, Kevin's getting a picture. Let's get a good one. You're going to do it. Let's get a good one. You never want to be shy of a photo op. You know what I mean? You got to no, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, seriously, though, she's a blessing. Come see her. Come say hey. She might be a little older than 25, but I'll let her tell you what it is. I'm not talking about it. But she, we really love her. I'm not saying nothing. Anyway, so I'm a smart man. I've learned well. Oh my God, are you really? Yeah. Wow. I've Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.